This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Broadcast Church Planting Podcast. The Broadcast Network recently held a Building Big Training Day with Terry Virgo and on the podcast we're bringing you a number of excerpts from that day. Today is the last one of those excerpts which was a Q&A time with Terry. You can find the full notes on everything that Terry has to say at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 86. So here is Terry Virgo. You were talking about the capacity and the, the ceiling of uh, a, a capacity of a church plant. So this question is, how do you recognise what the ceiling or capacity is? And then once you have, is there a way to grow beyond that capacity? I think it's often um, the person themselves that starts talking about their sense of limitation. And I, and I think, again, it takes a lot of care because... The Bible says God's chosen the weak things and the things that are not. And, and so many Bible characters, so we make the Bible our authority base, amen? So you think Moses says, I can't do it. Uh, you know, Gideon says, don't, not me. And uh, David's the least in his father's house. It's all, um, God chooses people who've got misgivings about themselves. And uh, so most of us struggle with that so be careful that when we say things like this we can sound very clever about you know limitations and stuff but most of us uh, have got built in uh, and all the time I mean I, over the years I, I don't know how many times I've prayed Lord you said you choose the foolish here I am what do I do now and I've often felt and also Paul says you know we die you know, that we may not trust in ourselves but in him who raises the dead thank you so much um, uh, I don't know how many times I've been raised from the dead <laughs> I mean so the danger of becoming a bit of a smart aleck and so we've hit your ceiling is, is it's a bit of a danger because you may have just met another death and God's going to raise you again so I mean, that's not to despise the reality of the question. The question is very genuine. But I think let's not despise the fact that God can bring people through. It amazes me sometimes to see the transformation I see in people and the genuine biblical principle of growing. You grow in grace. You grow in your gift. You grow, and sometimes the growth comes because I'm facing a challenge I never faced before. And even facing it is what pulls you through to another another place in God. And so I think that I would rather tend towards seeing hey, he could grow into this. Uh, I, I mean, I mentioned Don Smith earlier. I mean, so why not mention him again? He's one who said, I can't do this. And jolly well could. And uh, I think that we, we must be careful that we don't get that wrong. And, and I think many of us, it's, it's an internal thing. Many of us, we reach our ceiling in here first. No one else has told us, I'm telling myself, I can't do this. And uh, so we have to find the grace of God because God chooses weak things. And we often, as Paul, I mean, if the Apostle Paul said, 
you know, I died, I thought I'm finished. But I may not trust in myself, but in him who raises the dead. And I'm not joking when I say God's raised me from the dead many times in that sense that I don't know how you do this. So I want to lean that way. Um, I think that it, it's sometimes to do with, I hate the word really, but kind of flair in the gift area. And if it's not coming through, if it's not, I think leadership is a mixture of character which people trust you. Um, if they don't trust you, they won't follow you. And so, you know, people look into my life. Well, they will, and they should. And that's uh, because they're looking for character to see if you will stand by your word. If you change the, if you change the course too quickly, we were going that way. Oh yeah, we're going this way now. This is the new revelation. And then the next, now we're going here. Woo, people will start, you know, oh, I'm a leader. Yeah, but you were going this way last week. So I think, I think people are looking for reliability, character that stands the test. And then you get a setback. Oh, we're not doing that after. We were going to, but we're not we're doing this now. How do you handle your vision when there's a setback? Do you say, no, we're going to come through this? You find that people will rally to a leader. So there's that kind of giftedness, stays with it, sticks with it, believes for it. Uh, I think people abandon quickly. Uh, I'm not sure much leadership there is there. Um, people go, sometimes people think they're leaders because they come up with another new plan. But it's abandoning what the plan we had last week. And I think it's a lot to do with character as well as flair. But flair is a part. The ability to inspire uh, is an extraordinary thing. It's a charismatic thing. And I, you mustn't despise that we're talking this mixture of genuine character that make people feel safe with. They feel, I know this guy. He's, he's followed this line. And yet he's got a skill. There's, a, there's something that excites us, something that moves us. And I think without that flair to motivate, people, things get a bit stuck. So we're looking for that, that gift as well. I'm not sure I've answered your question. You That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so one of the things you were talking about with faith and risk, um, what place is that for kind of the way Jonathan and the armor bearer were saying, we're kind of stuck here, let's just have a go at something and see if God's in it. So for us in our churches, if we're in that kind of stuck place, is there a place for that? And what would it look like? That's funny, I love that story. I, I preached on David and Jonathan a few times and I, I came on it because I was, uh, I was stirred by uh, the William Carey famous uh, statement um, attempt great things for God, expect great things from God. And I just, you know, somehow things, it just caught my attention. What a fabulous thing that Carrie said. And, uh, and, I, and I thought, I, I, I wanted to preach on it. I thought, what, what's a Bible? I got it from that. I thought, find a Bible story that's like that. And I came up with that one. And uh, I thought, yeah, that's right. He's kind of, he's not quite sure. Uh, and I looked in the thesaurus. I don't know if you're familiar with the thesaurus. The dictionary explains the word. Thesaurus kind of gives you other words, like the other words it kicks around with, like different phrases and words. So, so I looked up thesaurus for attempt and um, uh, expect. And um, under attempt, there's these fabulous phrases like uh, 
take a risk. Try your luck was one of them. I thought it was fabulous. Try your luck. So I, I remember I preached and I, and I started and I said, so we're looking at this story and I told them I arrived at it through the Carey statement. So I said, so I'm going to pray. I said, today Terry Vogo is preaching on try your luck. And, <laughs> So, so we looked at we looked at the uh, the Jonathan story, and uh, I mean I think there's lots of pointers there. That Saul was stuck; he got his eyes off God, and when they began to get defeated, whereas Joshua was defeated, second battle, AI defeat. Well, he quite sought God quickly. God said, hey, that's why. David knew defeat. But Ziklag sought God, got the answer. Saul got defeat, just went down the pan. And uh, people lose leaving him and backing off. And, uh, and Jonathan never forgot who the people of God were. He never forgot what the enemy was. I love that phrase again. These uncircumcised guys. Let's go up against these uncircumcised guys. And of course, it's that rings that bell, doesn't it, with David and Goliath. He's un- that God's not with them. In other words, there's real reasons for believing God wants us to win this battle. And it's not a private deal, because when they win the battle, he doesn't say, hey, Jonathan did it. He said, Israel's won the battle today. His vision was so much bigger than what was right in his face. So he wasn't dragged down by his father's unbelief. And he wasn't just crazy. He knew God's plan was these uncircumcised guys should be defeated. God wants us in the land. God doesn't want us defeated. So he he had plenty of reasons to believe that God would do this with him. He had a partner. You know, so he did share it with others. Again, we're talking risk. You know, the partner said, come on, let's go for it. Do what's in your heart. And uh, so there's, there's a rally and call. There's an echo in the heart of the nearest people with you. And, uh, and then, yeah, then the, and interesting, it goes beyond... It goes, he takes a step from risk to certainty as he's going forward, because he said, if they say, come up, that's it. If they say, you know, we're coming down or whatever... And so when they said, right, you come up, they said, that's it. The kind of click. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. So he's going with hope and it clicks into faith. So I think that sometimes we don't cultivate our hopes enough. You know, what are you hoping for? I don't know, really. We need to cultivate hope. You might say, well, it's not solid faith, but do you, what are you hoping for? It's a good time to ask that as you're coming into a new year, it's coming up. What are we hoping for? It's not bad. Hope's a very Bible word. And then, and then out of hope, faith can grow. And sometimes people don't even hope for anything, they're just ticking over. Uh, they're not, there's nothing that, they're not engaged with God. Uh, whereas hope is really engaged with God. And uh, so I, I think there are several ingredients in that story, I'm glad you threw it in, um, that help, help us. I know when I, when I first I dug into that passage, and I really felt God speaking to me, and I had one of the most exciting breakthrough evenings I've ever had preaching at uh, Westminster Central Hall, and a lot of things happened that night. And uh, I knew, I, I took my growing faith, even while I was preparing the sermon, I thought, I'm going to go for this tonight. And I, I felt in my heart, I couldn't wait to preach. Unusually for me, I couldn't wait for the worship to stop. I wanted to get up there, because I, I just knew something was going to happen. So for me, it started with this, have a, have a go, try your luck. <laughs> and then God came quite powerfully in the meeting.
I've got just one more question we're going to ask you in this bit. Um, so it's about when you're hearing God speaking to you. As a leader, how do you discern when something God is saying is just for you and something he wants to do within you? And how do you discern when it's something for the church and community that you're leading? Yeah, I think that when we are... We don't cease to be an individual, but if you're living in a world where you're carrying the saints, you're caring for um, a movement, a, a church, a location. I think, I think, you know, you pray in you pray in different worlds, don't you? I, I, I pray for my family. I pray for my, uh, you know, I've got umpteen grandchildren and stuff. I pray for my family, uh, and. So you live in, in your prayer life, you're living in different worlds. And sometimes things come to you individually, um, and then the implications are going to be broader if you're a leader. There's going to be outcome of it. So I, th I think it's not... It's that you don't cease to be an individual, and God will say stuff to you that's about you, I mean about your location. You know, even your friend might come and say, you've got to move. You know? <laughs> so, you know, that, that's for me, I had to move. Now it's got implications and stuff. But I, I think that you will hear from God for yourself. Uh, it's often the context in which you're praying um, and the area that you're trying to get res resolution. Sometimes you've got very private battles. I had a private battle on a house move in the last year, which has been a real faith battle. A uh, very genuine one. It's to do with me. And that's it. I've got to win this battle. So I think we don't cease to be an individual. Well, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And just a reminder that you can find the full notes on everything that Terry had to say at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 86. See you next time.